1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, James Boyd, and uh with me as usual I have the tried, the true, the trusty, Rich Lada. What's going on, man?
0: Nothing much, man. Uh here for another great show of One Nation Radio, and we are going to change it up just a little bit. So James, hit the music! <laughs>
1: Okay, I guess this is not a new credo. What's the best thing in wrestling you saw this week? And we will start from the top. Corrigan Hall ninth anniversary for stardom. The only match that's out right now is the main event between Mayu Iwatani, the red belt, um, uh, world of stardom red belt, whatever you want to call it. Mayu Iwatani, the champion, versus Momo Watanabe. Rich, what were your thoughts?
0: This was an incredible match. This was, uh, they were kicking the fuck out of each other. Yes. And then um, it was a real, like, interesting kind of closing sequence because um, Momo was, like, just, just fucking murdering um, May- Mayu with Tani with, like, every suplex she had. Yep. And then none of them worked. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but, like, all the momentum changed back to Mayu. And then Mayu put together, like, you know we always say will osprey has like this sequence of moves <laughs> that like put people away yes she did like four different moves in a row and it was just over and i was shot i was like oh shit it's over like <laughs> so uh there was a i i popped big time um for a couple of those uh springboard drop kicks that each of them hit on each other yeah there was like a springboard poison rana out of the corner yep that was nice. Yep, for a cover. Uh, so, the, the only thing, I guess, like, you know, with, with some of those suplexes, like, they weren't, like, snapping them as much, but they were just kind of, like, folding each other with these suplexes. So, yeah. I thought it was an awesome match. Uh, I'd probably say four and a quarter.
1: Okay. So, uh...
0: And, and momo was fucking crying like <laughs> so james didn't watch the angles we're not gonna go into the post match probably until next week but a lot of shit uh just went down to stardom it's all getting realigned there's like there's there's a lot of shit that's happening i'm just yeah. gonna leave it there
1: yeah okay so i've seen momo and Mayu have big matches before uh most most notably, the final night of the Grand Prix last year, and I think that's September. Yeah, September. Um, Momo shuts the door on her getting another shot at going after the title again. Uh, and then there's also last or 2000, 2018's um, Cork and Hall, I think, for the White Belt in September or October. Can't remember. This is the most unique match I've seen. Singles match I've seen those two have. Uh, now the interesting, now the thing about, um, the work done in the match is normally they come out and they, you know, show their athleticism, try to kick each other's heads off. And then there's just a, this a foray of suplexes this time around, because I don't know if you know this rich, but like Mayu she tore her rotator cuff in that match against B when, when she took that bump, when she, people thought she broke her neck Mm-hmm. She didn't break her neck. She landed on her shoulder and partially to her rotator cuff. So she's working with a torn rotator cuff since uh I think that's November 4th. So um Yeah, she uh she she basically said, Yeah, I have a torn rotator cuff, but I'll let Momo just like work and grind and just do all this nasty shit to my rotator cuff that's torn. You know, uh, A lot of wrestlers talk about how that's fucking dumb that you have an injury or whatever else, you work over that exact body part. Well, Mayu doesn't care because she's a fucking psychopath. Momo does all of this gross stuff to this woman that is hypermobile in the shoulder, so it just looks gruesome and gross. And then, at times, Mayu gets out, and I think, personally, this is like the best... uh, technical wrestling, chain wrestling match I've seen either one of those two have before. Yeah, because there was a long, like, part, it kind of felt like a Okada
0: match in the beginning. (laughs) Like, it was just a lot of, like, you had to pay attention to kind of what was going on, but you you could get, like, lost, like, and start staring at your phone
1: if if you're not careful on that one. Yeah, so this, to me, this is a lot like the 2015-2016 stardom title matches, where... If you watch a Kyrie match, it's like, okay, so Kyrie's whole idea is she's gonna work over your back and then she's gonna drop a drop that elbow on your back and then flip you over and then drop it on your stomach and pin you. And to come combat that, most people are like, I'm just gonna break her shoulder or break her elbow to make sure she doesn't do that or she's gonna have to fight like hell to to drop the elbow on me. Uh, and a lot of this match was Momo just works over her shoulder. And then Mayu gets escapes escape by working over uh, Momos leg at times or whatever else. Not too much to where he becomes a oh my god this is turned broken to a Osprey Seth Rollins Arista type match, but it was enough to find ways to escape by working over her leg. So anyway, was that right. her
0: champions music? Yes, that she came that's out. The okay. She, okay, see yeah just like i said i I was i was looking for the for the the good old old old-fashioned mayu with tiny music and then i heard some other shit and i was like hold on what is this
1: yeah i told you one of these days you're gonna hear you be like what the fuck is this happy ass shit welcome welcome to championship mayu music uh but yeah they're they're just going back and forth and having like just this excellent match of, of crosses and and suplexes and um, like Momo gets a run where she's like suplexing Mayu right on her neck, over f- f- release release Germans release. Uh, what do they call a uh, peach sunrises. it's it's just awesome. And then all of a sudden, Mayu said, "You know what? I think I've had enough of this." Like, and then she she does this move that uh, she I like mean, hits
0: the switch and
1: then yeah. it's a wrap. She hits the switch and she basically just she's she's on this second turnbuckle. She does this blind poison Rana deal that she, a reverse Rana deal that just, like, is always looks so dope for a pinfall, but, like, she rarely ever breaks that out unless it's somebody she, like, it seems to me, like, she only breaks it out against, like, Kagetsu or Io or someone she absolutely should trust will not, like, fuck it up. So, mm-hmm. it was awesome. And then she ends up being there with her, um, with her dragon suplex in, in the middle of the ring. Like, before that, there was a spot where, like, uh, Momo hit Mayu with the dragon suplex, you know, on some Rock Hogan mid or late '90s WWE. Hit somebody with your own fit with their finish type thing for storytelling. So, but yeah, I thought at the end, like I've, I had that four and a half. I thought it was a great match, uh, just another banger. And like Mayu's now in this run with in and Hall now, where from the first from that Mayu match I talked or that Momo match I talked about in September to her um tag match at uh beginning of the tag league uh with against momo and azumi with saki to she wins the belt against b and koriken to now uh she had a match at i thought i gave four and three quarters to to uh, uh kagetsu and um mayu to now this is like she's on this big match run now and like this is the run. This is the run I was. I think we've all was waiting for like when we first started watching, like, Stardom was like, all right, like, where is it? I know she's been hurt, but like, where is it? I remember, I think it was, I think it was that first Momo match that we, uh, when you were like, she's kind of been lost in the shuffle, but now she's like got back on track. And boy, is she back on track now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what's next. I'll see, you know, in oh, the future. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to know. I'll figure it out this week when the rest of the show comes out. But like, we, I know we, we will be covering it next week. What because, I will um, say is, I know there's a cork and hall in three weeks from now. So they whatever it is day. has to be, it has to like, they have to hit the ground running with it. So I'm, oh yeah, something hot. yeah, it, it's it's hotter than
0: uh, fish grease in these trees. So mm. when you see this, um. Uh, this is a landscape i and I'll say as much as I can about this without really saying anything um This is a landscape changing thing potentially mm. especially if it holds um based on you know what we may have thought was happening with uh you know you know uh, the next person that she's fighting mm-hmm. uh as compared to what's gonna happen and I think people will be really happy if you were fans of Joshi. So, um, mm. so I'll leave it there, but, um, we'll definitely be back, uh, next week to talk about it. And then there's other shit that happens after this match that is like landscape altering and just, you know, a, a unit has been <laughs> completely rebuilt. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, it's it's crazy uh, that's out here right now. So um, I guess we might as well go ahead and move on before I start, uh, you know, getting in trouble here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so I did rewind the tape. So yeah, I appreciate uh, that. Appreciate so it that. did work. Uh, so that's awesome. So I, what do we have next on the sheet?
1: I mean. Big I money. AW yeah. New TV deal. They are they have the Kevin Durant contract basically from Brooklyn. It's 4 years 170 something million dollars is basically what Kevin Durant signed with the, with the Brooklyn Nets. So, congratulations AW. You are a max level player out in these streets. Where do you want to I start, have Rich? i not
0: been, Uh I I would like to start with this here victory lap. That I would like to take on the uh, Fed Defense Squad, various suckers, various lames, Vince McMahon, uh, Triple H, anybody. All these people that have bent over backwards routinely over the last year to say AEW was going to fail, that AEW was going to be off the air by April 15th. Yes, I'm talking to you, Jim Cornette. How do you like it? Kiss my ass. Um, in just seeing they when I saw this news come out I was like they won they're gonna a be making money in their second year of operation and B all the hating that Vince tried it didn't work right. <laughs> they got another TV deal immediately three months into the run and they it seems like they're making all the right moves like to you know be sustainable and it's like man, a lot of this bad faith uh, criticism sounds real fucking lame right now that, that's come out uh, over this, you know, you know, since fucking January of last year. Um, couldn't be happier. Uh, as seeing like, you know, uh, I believe Matt Jackson said something like, now, you know, if, if it wasn't clear before, fans can really invest and know it's, this thing isn't going anywhere. And it's like, you know, if you were like holding on, be like, yo, Darby Allen is my fucking guy like right Mm. and be like yo like I hope he fucking makes it but maybe there's no place for him to make it too and you know a big thing that you know I'd said on this show um over the last you know I'd probably say two or three months like when they would be when they were book booking things and you know it was kind of like things were you know either there were rash or snap decisions being made my reason would be like okay they're probably booking like there is no tomorrow because there wasn't. So <laughs> it was like they had to make it work. They had to do whatever, and now there is a tomorrow. So I'm just overjoyed. Um, yeah, AEW is here, and how about it now? And the ratings are popping right now. Man, this is a great day for 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 uh, you know AEW and all elite fans and you know everything like that. So yeah. Uh, I, I'm i in a very great mood with with this news
1: so what is it uh, Wednesday night between AEW and NXT they're breaking in what 80 to 100 million dollars a year now I would say at minimum that because then you like start adding in the ad
0: split that they still get Um I don't believe they're getting their production paid for, but there's enough new money to kind of right. offset that yeah so i yeah i think it's a safe estimate,
1: yeah, so like it's it's so crazy i mean it's it's really cool to hear that in now um after you know watching n x t uh for for years watching um AEW this past year um year in a week or year year in two weeks or whatever else um and to go from, you know, you said two thousand seventeen, there's NXT is gonna be off the network, it's gonna be a USA network. Then there's gonna be another fucking wrestling company that pops up out of nowhere all that's basic that's based off of Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and the elite, and they're gonna be pulling in both between both of them like a combined eighty two hundred million dollars a year in T V money. I would have told you you're out of your fucking mind. And this is where we've gone in like the span of what September, September 18th. When once a uh, USA network got uh, NXT on air, right? Yeah. This happened fast in a hurry. Like the landscape is changing by the month as opposed to by the year or by the quarter, like it used to, um, in a good, and it's all positive. Like I've never seen more good wrestling than I've ever seen in my life in the last uh, September or whatever else, the last <laughs> six months, seven months, th- last year to to right now, um, and it's and it's a lot of that is based off of NXT and off of AEW. and some of the best television I've seen is based off, is because of these fourteen months between uh, these two companies and their or promotions and they're killing it. It's awesome, like. I know you don't watch as much NXT as uh, as I do, but they're back. AW for all the stuff that I've been complaining about recently, I don't want to get lost in the weeds of, uh, or I don't want to get lost in the force of them doing weird stuff with the Nightmare Collective or with uh, the Dark Order. Did, did forget the part that, like, Chris Jericho is in the middle of a career renaissance. Maybe figured out a, another peak on some Magic Johnson 5.0 shit. Um, he has
0: to renegotiate right oh
1: yeah Whew, he's gonna get that lesnar deal <laughs> i'm trying to get as much money for the least date as sp- the least amount of days as possible uh, i don't even think it's that it's like the price is going up right, right i don't i don't <laughs> think he's actually doing that but like when he was doing the yeah. New japan thing he was trying to be that kind of person yeah. and like yeah. it, look all of that bending on yourself pays off when you have the talent and the drive to get it done um and like he's he's killing it. Um I I just I, I I would never have imagined that all this would have happened so fast, but here we are and it's it's great for wrestling, it's great for wrestling fans, and um like I just can't wait to watch more Wednesday night wrestling. And like it's gonna be here for a long time. It's gonna be yep. here at least four four more years. Four <laughs> more years.
0: <laughs> uh, like yeah.
1: look, we ain't gotta go back. <laughs> yep. We, 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 don't we
0: want ain't got to be watching Monday, or like you can just omit Mondays and Fridays co- completely, like your boys, you know. And like, I don't know, it's a, like it, it was something Dave said in like mm-hmm. the Observer. he was like, the whole idea of what Vince was trying to do was to drive their numbers down and you know, chip at them right. the whole time, right? And it ain't work no, nah, it's not going worked. away. No, no.
1: I think that it has worked. The problem is, it hasn't worked as well as a thought. Slash, AEW is far more popular than anybody that with any reasonable ex, ex uh or uh, reason anybody with any reasonable outlet would have assumed. They're pulling in nine hundred thousand weekly. At the same time, NXT is pulling in seven hundred thousand weekly. We both companies were assumed to be pulling in like five hundred thousand both a piece, and p- and both networks would have been happy with it. And they're doing; they're both out doing this. Like we have three hundred, to four hundred thousand more people watching Wednesday wrestling than we ever thought would ever happen. This is yep. awesome.
0: And and like the 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 demographics like that. Yep, um, they're kicking their ass as usual. Like it's. I think that was like really what made TNT like lock them in, like, yo. Yeah. So, and, and what I and and I saw a lot of like stats, like pay, based on what Fox is paying, uh, per episode for SmackDown and what right. USA is paying for Raw mm-hmm. and then USA is paying for SmackDown and, um, what TNT is paying for AEW. Mm-hmm. TNT undoubtedly is getting the best value right now, yep. um, with this stuff because <clears throat> the like they're paying. Like five million dollars an episode for SmackDown or something like that, and then to be delivering the like the, you're not getting the like the 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 chart would they're make no paying, sense.
1: They're, they're probably basically paying. Was it a? They're paying probably. Like, NXT is, is getting, well, like, well,
0: half or just under half the ratings that, like, a SmackDown or a Raw is getting, right? Right, right. And then there's such outsized money on one right. side. So one thing's about to happen, or or a couple of things can happen. Either WWE's, like, money is coming down next time, or is going way the fuck up. And, like, I was, by I the time that they hit, the, hit free right. agency again. And I think TNT, they lock, I think, until, like, 2024, like, they have an option or something mm-hmm. like that. So the longer they can keep them out of that... I mean, all they got to do is be successful and the big bag is right around the corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and I would, I mean, I would assume that if we're going to go for, are the rates, are the are the TV deals going to go down for, or would they go up? I would suggest they're going to go up again, because they keep going up, regardless of whatever happens with this bubble of, of live TV rights, it keeps going up <laughs> all the time. So, like, yeah, I, I, especially especially like, um, the room for them to go up, seeing it like four years from now, they'll be more established uh, in households or as a, as a brand name, um, besides just being like this this startup type of thing. Like, yeah, like they definitely have more room to grow, and that's crazy. I'm um, sitting there, just got it just got max money. <laughs> yep, you know uh, they just got they more,
0: just... <laughs> more resources, more um, bidding for talent when they come up, and you know. Shit. Anytime somebody's in free agency, like they're going to be able to compete now. So that's all you can really ask for as a wrestling organization. So
1: yeah, they have to have
0: money coming in.
1: Like, yeah. And this at a time where like Marty scrolled is staying in ring of honor bandito staying in ring of honor. So, you know, they're getting huge deals. So like this is good for this is good for the wrestlers. Mm hmm. I mean, so, you know, or this is better for the wrestlers, right? Like so that's that's you know, that's seems to that seems to be another part of it for me that I'm happy about is like people are gonna have choices and their choices aren't gonna be like make a bunch of money and you know, toil away or whatever else. Like your work's gonna get out there, you're gonna make money, you have a chance to do less dates after you've already, you know, grinded to get there. Like with AEW there, with NXT there you know ring of honor still around ring of honor looking like they have a second lease on life now, or really like a 15th lease on life but <laughs> yeah man it's, look, it's looking up man it's looking up yeah man like so like
0: you know impact can find a way to end up uh, getting this type of money uh <laughs> could can figure out how to get how to get this money uh mlw can figure out how to get this money uh, I, I you know it, it just sounds like james like you know they uh was not being run well sounds like they just ain't have it you know
1: for all this time yeah sounds like it and it's not and I mean and it's not like sling Sinclair doesn't have the money to make something like this work for them and look it could have all been theirs always always. They, Unbelievable, they have the stations to put the shit on, like you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> you know. So, and you he, like, can't be like, Well, they didn't have the talent, motherfucker. Cody was in Ring of Honor, uh, the Young Bucks were in Ring of Honor, uh, they were getting dates on Kenny because of New Japan Connection, right? Like,
0: they could have had the world, them. they were too small to be big and too big to be small. Like, and they ain't want to change none of it. And yeah. they ain't had no ambition. Scared money don't make no money. And, like, you know, if y'all would have just joined what the fucking elite was saying, y'all be rolling in this dough right now. Instead, y'all threw a fucking alley-oop for these dudes, and they said
1: they, they slammed it with a new fucking TV deal. So huh? We will always have to come back to the part where Ring of Honor helped these fucking guys book, and promote a pay-per-view that ultimately will unlock the swag for them to leave their asses high and dry it with no pot to piss in. Boy. You you, cre- you created your own fucking doom or you know or your own downfall for the time being. Like maybe Marty gets his shit back right. They still have some talent. They got to promote that talent and and figure that out. Um, but we'll see what happens with Ring of Honor in the in the, in the coming days. Speaking of Ring of Honor, uh, because they there now seems like they like they they are uh kicking up kicking out at three and they are starting to fire up they uh, are coming up with quite the interesting WrestleMania weekend card aren't they rich they are
0: they have decided to start doing business with new Japan again and it's almost like you know, um every new japan guy that gets added there's like all this buzz and everything like that it's almost like nobody actually gives a fuck about ring of honor like i was saying two years ago on um you know in new orleans you know (laughs) like this is fucking new japan this is what this shit is that's why people want to want to get this shit popping that's why people want to show up i kept seeing every single um name come out i was like oh jay wyatt I ain't going to no fucking lakeland for no jay white right all of a sudden you know it's it just name after name just starts coming like and right now i'm just waiting for uh Tanahashi and okada to get to get announced and then i may consider going like
1: so it's like yo um
0: like, whatever's let's, let's happening go, let's
1: just go through the list right now it's jay white it's uh osprey yep uh who else who else are we talking about right now I believe shingo maybe yes it area? is shingo it's shingo uh kenta. saber 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 kenta yeah like and this is go- this also goes with marty this also goes with bandito like dragon lee yep really like it's it's gonna be interesting to see where do you how these like matches line up or whatever else but what i will say right, and is, we know
0: how is gonna be here Already because yeah. he's announced for that Young Lion show. Uh that's, that's right. Thursday for WrestleMania weekend. So I would assume Tanahashi's gonna be here. If they announce Okada Ishii, I'm there.
1: <laughs> Chances are. Um, I, I have not yet gotten a uh now. The funny part about this all is I was saying of selling out, I was talking cash shit on uh before they started doing all these announcements of New Japan wrestlers, and I had said I wish I would find out that one of y'all are going to this Lakeland show driving, uh, was it what, 50, 50, no, it was like an hour from where we stay, like an hour out to Lakeland, which is like, you have to go past Tampa, so you have to go like 40, 30, 40 minutes east of Tampa uh, to get to Lakeland from where we from where we stay, uh, just to watch whatever was going to be in the car. And it was also because at the same time, same time slot, it's against TakeOver. WrestleMania weekend TakeOvers. Look, I don't give a damn what they do at uh, Supercard. They're not going to have a show better than TakeOver. But I would do what we did in New Orleans last year, depending on what else shakes out with this uh, this uh, Supercard uh, card, where we go to the, the Ring of Honor we essentially we turn off our phones off and then show up the next day and watch the Wrestlemania takeover I'm like, at this point like I'm considering that now all bets are off when they announce it like oh yeah <laughs> we're bringing back Mayu Iwatani all bets will be off then like, to late when I go but um I'm at the time saying, like, Wash it gonna Wash it gonna come out here and they're gonna announce some starting wrestlers. I'm gonna be like, God damn it. Y'all got me. Fine. Y'all got me. Y'all got me. I'll, I'll show up to Lakeland. But uh, so, so it, it like looks the, like a great card. It honor, looks like it's setting up to be a great card.
0: So it's like the Ring of Honor New Japan relationship is re-blossomed, which is kind of like Interesting Weird, it, very interesting. And then with Marty being in the office, one of his goals is to try to work with AEW as well as like um, you know, where the Mexican promotions come in with CMLL being linked to, you know, that kind of triad of groups and AAA is on the AEW side. Mm-hmm. It's like, this, and Marty, and bringing the NWA into it, it's like, bro, like, this man Marty, like, is about to, like, you know, <laughs> just spin in a circle and, like, try to bring all this shit together. Like, he's the magnet out here? Like, well, like what the fuck's going on out here? Um, but... Yeah, like, uh, very interesting. Like how, like the fortunes have changed uh, for for ROH, and it only gets better because uh, I'm hearing also that Bully Ray is no longer in <laughs> a management role. And if you know me, I've been waiting, as Joe Button would say. Um, yeah, so. Bully Ray uh, supposedly was in charge of like Women of Honor, which is a well-known trash fire of a Maybe, division that m- makes what? Uh, is that makes
1: AEW look like nineties 90s... nineties all. J- uh, you gotta say it looks like nineties all Japan women's. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> bitch, you dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what I was going to say to you is like I was trying to. I was sorry for interrupting but I was going to ask you like was. 2018 one of honor like the worst like division in major American professional wrestling. Was there anything worse like may I don't know maybe it was like a, a smackdown tag team division that was shittier or something like that maybe but I don't even think I, mean, I don't even think it was that bad or, or, or WWE put on anything that as bad as what women of honor was last year. That was just embarrassing
0: to Two, the 2017 the divas are back alexa bliss carmella dual title runs in the summer yuck yuckington
1: yeah Um, or 2018 i think sorry yeah yeah you meant 2018 the problem with that is like 2018 women's main roster wwe still had the rise of becky lynch in it (laughs) what the i think yeah, at, ever at had end. anything Correct. like that? What? Yeah. What if they ever said, "Hey, we're gonna have someone get over by beating someone in the in the middle of the ring with their move week after week after week"? They even set up like the possibility of even getting a Becky Lynch to that spot that place. They they could. I don't know who they could have, and, and they will still fuck it up. Or at least last year's uh, Modern Matter. I don't. I don't know. Like you, we were just we started off the Showtime on Maya Tani right?
0: They literally had her, right? They literally had her!
1: And, <laughs> and they couldn't get a three-star match out of her! Because they were doing this Kelly Klein bullshit!
0: <laughs> so, uh, my good buddy Jonathan Gresham will be taking over the Women of Honor. Um, oh, yeah, so, know nothing about him as a booking mind, but, I mean, it's, it's not Bully Ray. So
1: <laughs> yeah. it's not like, someone are like, trying like, to recreate like- the heat from the 90s and shit
0: correct like we yeah, we're open for all suggestions uh, at this point so uh, mr bully ray as as you know you blocked me on twitter last year for for questioning your business acumen invited me to come on your show which i declined like a smart person um a clearly superior being uh than you and <laughs> and, and and you know what what happens a year later the, the the chicken and the cows and the crow, like, they, it all comes home to roost. So, Bully Ray, out of there. Stick to the
1: Busted Open Radio. So, is he done with the company, or is he just a wrestler now? I think he's just a wrestler right now. Oh, okay. Well, he can do that, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, one thing I will say with the John and Gresham thing is, like, it will be, it will be, uh, as far as the booking or whatever else, like, that will be done, a lot more professionally a lot more to the cuff a lot less less goofy just for the fact that like we don't have him coming out here g- having security come to grab people from the su- <laughs> from the uh from the stands have them come backstage so that he could talk to the fans and shit and intimidate them so we ain't got to worry about that so no. that's our that, this is a leg up just off rip the professionalism is off the charts
0: i forgot something during the um the awtv deal thing uh-huh. is- the hiring of Taz in conjunction with oh, yeah. the second show uh, that's going to be on TNT—that's a first-run show. Um, I'm very excited about it, and, and you know, one thing about AW is they only have two hours a week, and it's like a perfect show, like at that length. But it's like, man, you you wish you could platform, you know, some more people just a little bit more. And I don't know if it's an hour show that is that is being kicked around. I I haven't seen anything that. Seen it's another two hour show, so um, I'm, I'm really excited for this. Like, if it's like um, a situation where you know you can get maybe two or three matches and maybe like some road to stuff, and uh, you know, kind of like you know, the, the best of AW Dark, which has kind of taken a um, a downturn in probably like the, the last three weeks or so, but um, I, I'm very excited, and, and that's like. <laughs> that's that's more presence uh, for them.
1: Yeah, so... I don't think the plans are out yet, but normally they do Dark. They normally do tape Dark before or after uh, Dynamite. I don't remember. Uh, they do it before and after. Ah, like, they
0: okay. might do, a, do a, a pre-show match, which is like your first Dark match, gotcha. and then they'll do two matches
1: after uh, Dynamite goes off. Okay, all right. I just don't want... It determined a situation where, like, the crowd gets burned out over time or whatever else because you're running for four hour taping. Um, okay. Um, I'm trying to think what's next, Rich. Uh, we talked about Ring of Honor, talked about AEW, we've talked Tessa about Stardom. Two. Sorry, Tessa Part Two. Uh, Okay, so I believe the last thing we talked about was after she won the belt and she she cut the promo saying that she has one of the strongest minds she she she's ever <laughs> known. I just like what the fuck
0: I got a well- strong mind
1: <laughs> Okay, so now we're at the part where she goes back on Twitter and she offers um I guess a second passing at this, this uh this inward allegation. Um, not an apology by the way Right, a flat denial a a staunch a a flat out denial which is like hilarious after you know everybody and their mama came off the woodwork and said this like at this point what I want her to do is say no why would I do that that's stupid guys (laughs) is this camera on me why would I do such a thing knowing all the history I have why would I do this guys that's stupid. Quit playing. Y'all don't want to believe the truth. Y'all don't wanna believe the truth. At this point, she may as well go fool Robert Kelly and then just deny why did they lying on me? They Tessa Tessa Blanche she just came out and said they lying on me on Twitter and then called her today. Cause that's what she did. And it's bullshit and it's ridiculous and it's absurd and it holds up to no scrutiny. None, I don't so. know who's giving her advice, but that person does not have her best interests at heart.
0: So, her statement, for those of you guys that haven't heard it, and mind you, we did the uh, big thorough breakdown last week of everything that happened. Uh, If you missed last week for whatever reason, check that out, then come back to this. But um, she said, over the last week, I have been accused of calling a fellow wrestler a racial slur. To read, this allegation has been personally upsetting. To be clear, I absolutely did not use that word. That word is not in my vocabulary. That word is not in my heart. Racism is not in my heart. Yet, I know many people have to deal with racism in a way I will never have to. Racism is an awful part of American history, and it is equally awful that it's still part of our society today. While I did not do what was claimed, I stand ready to use my platform to support the fight against racism however I can.
1: Wow. Yeah, so a couple things. And I think uh, Jason uh, Solomon made a great point about this. She came out and gave this huge denial of the fact that she said the N-word. But said nothing about the fact that, like, the N-word was also thrown in there with, like, spinning on this black woman.
0: She didn't even say, like, like she didn't uh, say the woman's name. Nope. Nothing. You, you want to
1: know why she didn't say the woman's name? Because, a PR, because a PR person whoever gave her this bad advice said, don't that. mention it. Because what will happen is people immediately start Googling her and be like, wait a second. She said she did that uh, in conjunction with a bunch of other women that also said they were either there or also heard the same story or also the other like uh, women's rest reporters from around the world over the last week that all came out here and said yeah, I, we all heard this story or we were there or whatever else. So, this is why you don't do clown shit.
0: It's like you, when, when you do clownery, clownery comes back to bite quick. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like I, I don't understand. knowing big swall is out here publicly saying yeah this shit happened and i tried to fix this
1: between to both go, parties i've
0: reached out to both parties to try to get this shit squashed. like to go from that to saying this flat out never happened is such a slap in the face of like she thinks we're dumb. Like <laughs> she, she, th- she has no respect for us. She has no respect for what happened. The the woman that she caused this uh to, and she had more stuff come out about her. I believe Sean Ross Sapp broke today about her stuff with uh, uh the Wild wow Show and the whole deal. You know, a lot of people was coming up. You know, going anonymously talking to Sean Ross Sapp. About this stuff, and then Allison K today. Woo! I look, I don't know like what Allison Kaye... you know, like what she's like doing here, but she this is a takedown of all time proportions, like busting the door open on like everything that she has to do. Uh, I don't know if you're pulling up her uh, thing today, but apparently. She was given some more information to where Tessa is trying to snoop for dirt on her, but she was alerted of it, and she was like, "Yeah, that's not really going to work." And she put out the text messages on Twitter. Tessa uh, Blanchard, quit now.
1: Okay, so uh, I'm I'm at the tweet at the at the tweet now, and uh, Allison K says, "I said I had to say." I'm sorry, I said what I had to say, so I'd love to move on, but I got several messages about Tessa Blanchard, added her in it, um, trying to spread lies. Unfortunately for you, I've built my 11-year reputation on being respectful instead of owning... in Period. Instead of owning up to your mistakes, you lie, scheme, and prove you haven't changed. Uh, second tweet attached to this. Uh, this is one reason people don't speak up. It's also one of the reasons I've, I felt I needed to be able to do so. I have thick skin. There's no dirt on me, and I have a large platform and amount of colleagues who vouch for me. I'll absolutely absorb this front line of idiocy to shield my friend. Um, I'll absolutely, I'll gladly absorb this front line of idiocy to shield my friend. So the tweets are these are message screenshots, and it says uh, scribbled out. It says blank just called me to ask you for your number. She wants to talk to you. Apparently, Tessa is trying to dig up dirt on you. Uh. Allison replies, of course she is that doesn't surprise me at all um the person that messaged her says uh carlo because he oh sorry uh, claro because she was exposed so now she's a fucking comic book villain who wants revenge <laughs> so yeah. um another another message is uh from a, from somebody we don't know, and it says uh, are you close with Alice?" And um, this is like I guess a screen grab of what was uh, relayed, but um, between the third party and the fourth party, and it says, "Are you close with Allison?" And it says, "Yeah, what's up?" Um, it says, "I'm trying to convince an employee, impact employee, to talk to you about Allison K. Apparently, she was in a huge, she was a huge in TNA. She won't talk to me because the link would be apparent, but she's thinking of talking to someone else. Would you be interested?" Uh, the third, the th- fourth party says i got this dm i think tess is trying to shop stuff to take her down the third party says i'll give allison the heads up thanks uh the fourth party says for sure i'm the timing just seems off and i've never heard of her being a bully from anyone oh boy
0: It <sighs> continues to, to blow up in Tessa blanchard's face over and over and over again as it
1: should this is this is amateur hour. Like, has she never been involved? with Has she never been around anyone? Or does like, well, I was gonna say, does like Impact or TNA have like some type of like PR crisis manager? But then, of course, not because like they got Josh Matthews phone for fucking Twitch. So of course, they don't Correct. have a PR. Correct. To so like, this they, shit. They, they, they one shot a pay per view off, off a cell phone. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, I wow. Who would have thought? That's the that, world like, champion. Well, there's that, but also it's like, who would have thought, like two weeks ago, that like Ring of Honor would have such a would look so much better than Impact slash TNA in two weeks? All it the took was two weeks, turn. Rich. Bro, two it, weeks? It, it, the, the shining uh, example that Impact
0: was all throughout last year. The M- reputation was improving and. everything like that and you can can visibly see like you know the profile raising and you know getting on that you know they got their own network now and it's just like wow a a big black eye um, for for impact and then you just start noticing why all these people are in impact Uh, you know and it's just like this feels like sleep wrestling say again like sleazy old wrestling.
1: Yeah, like I mean, I guess Impact slash and MLWs were like the malcontents go because like that's their last shot. Like this is last chance, you. Wow, yeah, wow. last shot,
0: Adam Cole finish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what's next of the doc? And now that we, uh, we we covered the Tessa part two again, or part Jesus part two. Christ. Um, um Let's see what else do we have on the calendar. I mean, or not on the calendar, but on the on the docket. Uh, I don't know, man. What else is there? Um, Rocky Johnson died.
0: Um, the Rock's dad. So uh, he passed away last week. Apparently, I think it was uh, some type of heart attack, some type of vein thing there. And uh, I obviously Rocky Johnson was before James and I's time. Um, but he was a huge star and eventer all over the country throughout the 60s and 70s. And uh, what most people may know him for is when he came to, you know, the WWF at the end of his career um, where he was a tag team champion with Tony Atlas. And, of course, you know, ended up training The Rock later on and essentially like, you know, getting him in because he was friends with Pat Patterson, which those guys drew lots of money together in the San Francisco area. Um, Which is ironically like where Dave used to see a lot of Rocky Johnson and, and Pat Patterson uh, at that time. Uh, if you're looking for more information like on Rocky Johnson, uh, Dave did an awesome like he I believe he talked for like 35 minutes about Rocky Johnson to start one of the shows uh, last week. There was just a lot like I didn't know about Rocky Johnson. I would definitely recommend that and you know it's always sad when someone dies and Rocky Johnson Johnson's a great uh you know performer of like you know when you start talking about black wrestlers and uh everything that you know a lot of black wrestlers went through and you, I can imagine the stuff he had to do being a, a, a top guy in all the, these towns or whatever being paid well and whatever but still being a second class citizen you can still probably like trace that anywhere and he was kind of a cautionary tale um for you know uh from everything i heard where they ended up he ended up not really having much to show for his career towards the you know end of it and you know nevertheless he um ended up recovering you know and rock ended up you know coming back in and he you know he 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 lived a long life like he was set Seventy-five or seventy-eight years old—we don't know uh, which. There's like some kind of uh, dispute on the age, but um, yeah, I was—I was very sad and sad for The Rock. The Rock wrote a long uh, Instagram passage, uh, you know, dedicated to his father. And you could always see, like The Rock, like always being proud. His dad was Rocky Johnson, going back to when he played his dad on that '70s show. Uh, (laughs) You remember that? No, (laughs) not at all. Bro, so, like, he played, like, they did, like, a wrestling episode on that 70s show, and The Rock was on it back in the day, <laughs> and he dressed up as Rocky Johnson or whatever. He had, like, the fro and everything like that. It was hilarious. But, um, yeah, so, recipes of Rocky Johnson. I don't know nearly as much about Rocky Johnson as I'd like to, but as I mentioned before, there is a lot of information out there. So, um, any thoughts on Rocky Johnson, James?
1: I mean, honestly, not really. Like, the most I really know about Rocky Johnson is, like, what you've already discussed, plus um, some of the bits and pieces from, like, the WWE Network's um, work on the. I think it's called the. What was the, the roundtable discussion thing you used to have talking about, like, territory wrestling? Um, I think it was Legends of Wrestling. That's what it was. You're right. Like, so I, I believe there was a. I think it was right after. Some famous racist incident in WWE over the last like five years. I think it may have been Hogan the in work coming out is when they put out the, the uh the solo wrestling.
0: wrestling. Right. Yeah.
1: The solo wrestling episode when they talked about all like the great wrestlers in the territories, uh black wrestlers in the territories, from uh Rocky Johnson to Tony Atlas to uh, uh Bobo Brazil to uh oh my god, uh bearcat Ride, uh there's a bunch of people. Um Oh my god, what's your boy's name that used to work with Watts? former NFL player, um, super tall. Yes. Worked um, heel.
0: People were probably fucking yelling yelling at the at the uh radio right now. Big right. cat
1: Ernie Ladd. Yep, Ernie Ladd, that's who I'm picking up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like a bunch of people they <laughs> talked about. Uh, Thunderbolt Patterson, uh I'm no, not Thunderbolt. Yeah, Thunderbolt Pass. I almost thought, like, I said, yeah. like, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Th- Thunderbolt Ross is a comic book character. And he's right. <laughs> he, that is definitely not Thunderbolt Patterson. But yeah, like. Far away. Yeah, not even close. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, he was mentioning that as well. And uh, they talked about the tag team and um, how influential they were to the business. And how, like, and I think Watts was in it. And he was talking about, like, in JYD. And they talked about, like, this makes sense. Like, we have a bunch of charismatic athletes all around this country and they're black there's it makes no sense that we can't capitalize off this to make some money and it's it's bill watt saying this and this is like the early this is like the early 2000s and this after he's already had his run with with, um it with mid-south and everything and wcw and had his little stop in WWF, and was out the game and for him to say that like back then and then like you know they really don't capitalize on that. WWE as a whole doesn't really capitalize on that again until we get like the new day. Yeah, a decade later. So it's, it's so it's interesting, and then like obviously that leads to Kofi Mania or whatever else. But like my point is like it ain't it ain't that hard to figure out. It ain't as hard <laughs> as we as if we everybody has made it this out to be. It's charismatic athletes that can talk very, very well. It can it can fly around the the ring. It ain't that fucking hard. It's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I,
0: so, uh, recipes Rocky Johnson. We don't really do a bunch of like the tribute stuff. Like whenever someone dies, it's just like, eh, you
1: know. It it kind of brings things to a. Uh, especially, other... especially because we're not going to pretend. Like, yeah, we ain't like. He's a name we've we've known him. I think we've seen a few. I think both of have probably seen a couple matches of 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 his work, whatever else. But like, we're not gonna go out here and like try to give you some breakdown as if like he's Bret Hart. No, we, we're not that familiar. Let's yeah, uh, we're not even gonna pretend. Yeah, I, I walked by Rocky Johnson a couple years ago at Russell con That's <laughs> so, right.
0: So uh, you know, got 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 you know, got to see him in person before. So that that was pretty cool. But
1: wasn't he still jacked? Yes.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know if it was if he was jacked or if it was a coat or, you know, anything like that. So um <clears throat> yeah, man. Lots of um you know, of course we had, you know, Dynamite last week and uh, NXT. I'm uh, he- hearing a lot of good reviews on NXT show. Uh, I heard there was an awesome opener with um Riddle and Dunn who have you know, I, I saw a couple of gifs online. Tag team and I'm like, man, is it too early to put them in the top, like, five or ten best tag teams in the world
1: right now? No, <laughs> it is not too early. In fact, we might be too late. Like, the second they now, so we should have been like, yeah, that's one of the best tag teams in the world, guys. Just yeah. that quick. Um, they had the matching gear on. Yeah, like, I have not watched. I am on a backload of uh, NXT. I need to catch up on. I I am now two episodes behind now. I need to catch up, but uh, I'll catch up over the week, over this next week, or whatever else. Um, But... Um, Especially before we get to um, uh, not battleground uh, worlds collide, but yeah i i heard the dusty i heard the tag team classic is going well, so i'm 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 happy to see that because like after last year's tag team classic, as great as that was, like for that division to basically get ripped apart because of because of Vince's whims, and then like they were never able to recover. Is like this is the rebirth, this is the restart. Let's get this tag team division. Back up and running in a way that it was in previous years. Um, and cause, you know, they're, they've they always been the driver of tag team wrestling in WWE, um, NXT. Like, you go from the DIY revival feud or the American Alpha revival feud, um, to all of a sudden you get Uso's New Day, you get um, Seth and Dean versus the Bar. Like, and on the main roster that carried 2017, especially after WrestleMania 33. So, like, I need. I need. It. it I always have to look back to NXT to to be like. What's. What's the. What are we. What are they. One year ahead of, for everything. So. Um. <laughs> I. So when they get this going, we know what they expect for twenty twenty one WWE May roster. <clears throat> so.
0: Um. Of course, like they had uh, the first batch at the beach week. Of yes. The second week will be on the boat. Bosh. Uh, I love. Yeah. I, I loved, uh, you know, the aesthetic and the, the set and everything like that. It was
1: real nice. Um, do you think they should have awesome... went further in with the Bash of the Beach motif? or Do you think that was just a, a perfect touch? I think they could have gone more or whatever, but mm-hmm. I won't
0: complain about what they yeah, did. Like, so. I want, more.
1: I, look, I want the full sand, the full sand beach uh, entrance like Bash of the Beach back in the day. Like I want to see obviously uh you can't really repeat this cuz it's like it's not 1998 again but like i want to see someone get like hurricane runned into sand like when ray was hurricane <laughs> uh jericho into the sand that's what i want yeah. i, yeah. I want to replicate that
0: so um they had a crazy uh opening fatal four-way match this was fucking awesome yes. um Paige and um omega ended up winning i didn't think that was going to happen um so i'm kind of like so I thought I knew what they were doing the whole time. I no longer know. They may fucking end up winning the belts and just dragging the shit out longer, but I'm totally intrigued. Um, I, I thought it would be a P here, but apparently they're not going to do that right now. So uh, the Bucks ended up, you know, doing a bunch of work essentially. And, you know, they were acting like whiny hoes that uh, Kenny and uh Page you know, did their buckshot Larry V trigger combo got the got the victory over uh, uh Chucky e. T? Uh, awesome match! Like it, and when the matches start like this, or excuse me, when when Dynamite starts like
1: this, it seems like they get off to a running start. So yeah, so they they started like right as the bell rang, like they you know I even think they did a show up and like like AEW presents Dynamite, and all of a sudden the action just starts in the ring and. Um, I gotta say to you, like, I have this weird thing toward like, I can't, and I can't explain it, I don't know why, but, like, I enjoy watching Tucky <laughs> e. T get pinned, I don't know why, but, like, ah. any, any match that he's in, like, he needs to be pinned on, I don't know why I feel this way, but I do, and they pinned him at the end, I was like, great, fantastic, that's exactly what you need to do, pin this man, um, but, yeah, all jokes aside, like, I think that what they're gonna do is like they're gonna have they're gonna have their tag match, and this is where it blows up for them finally. Like they finally can bust when SCU gets their title shot. And I, I mean, I, what I will say is I wish that they will come up with more interesting or interesting things to do with SCU besides like the story is always somebody besides SCU and whatever they're doing for the tag titles. But um, for inaugural champions, they're kind of feeling like transitional long-term transitional champions uh <laughs> like we don't know who they're gonna drop them to but like whoever they're dropping to is gonna be like the real team that's like they're gonna see, it's, to me it seems like they're gonna actually elevate whether it's actually gonna be Pac and and Han- or, I'm sorry uh Hangman and Kenny or if this is just almost like the uh almost like Thunder Rock breaking up where it's like this is where hey man finally like sticks it to <laughs> sticks it to Damn. Kenny or whatever else or maybe you know he gets driven to that in the middle of the match or whatever else but like we'll see is that when? when is that title shot
0: it's next week so it'll oh, wow. um, wow. be wow. on the boat
1: That's a, so. it's crazy how they figured out how to like have two hot matches off of you know like I mean obviously it's building week to week but it's like you watch NXT and you see how they kind of like build to like a show over three weeks or four, or even four weeks from time to time, and then, like, AEW's approach isn't really to do it that way. Like, they build, like, one to two weeks out, most times one week out, and it's, it, it keep it fresh, like, with new matchups. So, that's, I mean, I think they're doing bo- both, both uh, sides are doing a uh, really good job with that. Um... I'm trying to think. What's uh, what else is scheduled besides? Or actually, let's go through the rest of the uh, Dynamite card. Yeah. Uh, what was the second um, match after that? Oh, uh, before that, we
0: got Cody Rhodes accepting um, uh, MJF stipulations yes. and all that. He came out there wearing that <laughs> suit, and he cut a kind of a weird promo. He did a bunch of like insider shit, yes. in, in his promo, yes. and it was like, I thought it, it wasn't like it. I I don't know. Is I, I like the passionate. Cody Rhodes promos mm-hmm. more. It seems like he was kind of like fucking off to me. On Think so? One.
1: Like I like the line about like how he said that like you've been craved for fame for ever since you were a kid, and they, apparently they you know he he Summer Jam screened him or he did mm-hmm. all but Summer Jam screened him by saying like you know you were a kid on the they put you like your mom was a pageant queen or whatever else and put your ass on like was it, the O'Donnell. O'Donnell show. Yeah, yeah. so it's like interesting. I wonder if that that YouTube's out. I wonder if that's on YouTube. It's gotta somebody got to have yeah, that. Somebody it. has to. Somebody yeah. always has some dopey B footage somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I thought I, I liked it. I didn't love it. More. Like this wasn't yeah. one of his best promos, but this was. The, I thought it was a good promo nonetheless.
0: Yeah, he said. Um, he called MJF lazy. Uh, he said all the old school wrestlers say you, you do all this stuff. But yes,
1: it, I remember it, this yeah. specifically. Yeah. Like he said that stuff while being Cody Rhodes. Amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the lack of self awareness just just dripping off of the suit uh, that he showed up in the, the all white suit looking like the plug. I know, I know, it was Miami Vice, but he looked like he sold dope. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> so, like Crockett and Look, Crockett and Tubbs like they sold dope too. So I don't know why they acting like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, he said he's going to accept the cage match which is going to be in Atlanta. Uh and those tickets look to be selling very well mm. by the way. Um then he's going to take the, the whipping and, and the crowd don't want him to take the whipping or whatever and that's going to be a memorable segment whenever it happens. Um they're they're running Phillips <laughs> and, they? uh, It is going to go
1: Yeah, no, State Farm. State Farm is Phillips. Or yeah, Phillips State Farm. Yeah, Phillips. Fault, yeah. Phillips is now called State Farm. Okay, right wow. right, um,
0: so, and those tickets are selling very well, so I'd expect like you know that to be like a big show, they're already building to it a month out, so um, let's see, uh, there was some more uh there was a Joey Janello promo
1: that was not good really good at all um and taught and did you know did all of the <sighs> okay. This isn't as bad as Lana in Rusev. Um, and I'm not even going to give a butt. It's not as bad as Lana or in Rusev and Bobby Lashley. But what I will say is there are parallels there. And, like, obviously I'm kind of in the Stockholm Syndrome-y type of thing with, a, with some of the things that I hate about. I hate about WWE or Vince's booking is like things that like, I'm always like braced for impact when it comes to, uh, AEW. And I don't know if that's fair or not, but like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still braced for impact. And this whole thing where like a woman turns on you and then like you, your response is to like completely just berate or not berate, but, uh, or belittle the woman is just like, I find that just to be, ugh. um, I I don't I don't know man like I don't really want to see him wrestle do you
0: I feel like like Joey Janela is like above this and I know it's like you're not really supposed to say that because you're always supposed to be trying to build like new people like maybe this is a platform for Kip Sabian to get over but right I don't know I like Joey Janela a lot more than this
1: (laughs) I, I think my problems with it is like the stuff where like they're they're constantly pointing back at like this was a prior relationship this was a prior relationship except that, like for a AEW or a person that's only that doesn't know them in their personal lives and the gcw stuff whatever it's like i didn't really know that so and i don't really so like to me it's like one it doesn't feel really earned because i never saw them on screen together so i don't i'm not like this is i don't feel like matt hardy uh edge and lita i don't feel like that at all i just feel like this is something i'm being told that happened and I'm like okay cool but like I think that would be more effective for both of them or for all three parties involved if they had never gotten to the part where like she's attacking Janela backstage by giving low blows and then he has to comment on her I feel like it'd be better if like there's clearly something going on they're wrestling and then, like, in the middle of the match, Penelope, like, screws him over to try to get heat for, uh, for a comeback for Janela. Like, in, in the match, like, you know, like, you know, she'll get in the middle and she'll do interference and she'll do, like, um, uh, like, head scissors or her coronas whatever else to, to opponents. Like, that's what I feel like she should do or she should do, you know, a little bit more than that or whatever else and go from there. And, obviously, I feel like they should be putting over Kip Sabian, um, for the time being because Janela's already over, like. Kip's the someone that needs the help. Um, and like, yeah, like you said before, like Janela can lose all the time, it won't matter. <laughs> so you may as well like get over Straight. a hill.
0: Um and then we had like, oh my god, we had the, the nightmare collective, Brandy Rhodes and Mel, who did not save the match uh, <laughs> against Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida, who won the match. And if I if you can take anything positive away from this, the right people won, they weren't ruined. I don't think we got the fuck-off heat that we normally get with the Nightmare Collective. And have came out with uh, the stick and uh Dr. Luther with that shit.
1: Yeah. Have at uh, it. W- was a bad match. Wasn't one of the worst matches I've ever seen on professional television. Professional wrestling television. Just a standard bad match. The right people won. Male. She's better than Brandy. she doesn't have the heat that brandy has, but she's better than brandy. Um, that doesn't really say much about how good she is or if she even is good to begin with. Time will tell. she just seemed kind of like someone that was just there and was just had you know what she reminded me of? she was like she was like a white Tamina. she was there, she did some work. <laughs> She had no charisma. She was there. She doesn't look necessarily like a stiff or or out of place. She's just there. Yeah. And, and she was yeah, obviously she's tall. So like, she, there's, there's you know there's also some dominance there too. So this how <laughs> tall is, she was because I didn't. I, I yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Dominance. Yes. Um. You know.
0: I, it did catch me by surprise how tall Mel was. I, I didn't, I didn't was get that. that.
1: Now I think yeah, I think they're so, bullshit about her being six two, but like I thought she was probably like 5'10". Oh,
0: fucking 6'2". yeah five ten right easy, right, um, but yeah, you know it, she didn't start under one, I you know i uh, I've seen much worse, yeah, but I've also seen much better
1: <laughs> look good, look, good thing we ruined that good ass match la championship match last week, right. That was definitely worth it. That definitely yeah, got Statlander yeah, and Sheeta more over. Uh, yeah,
0: I I don't know, man. That's that's they, they still got work to do here. Um, so they did like uh, this weird thing where the Dark Order did like paid advertisement to tell us their evil plan uh, on how they were <laughs> going to recruit. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know like if that necessarily makes sense.
1: <laughs> Well, but, well, in movies, the villain typically tells you, gives you expedition, ex correct. exposition dump of telling you them, like, give like the evil scheme right before they get thwarted because you told us the evil Look. scheme. You goddamn dummy. Yes, yeah, that yeah. Correct, it,
0: it, it, and for as much as people complain that. You know they're not being told what's happening at AEW. Right. That's what this was. So right. uh I'll cut them some slack there. I, and but, I didn't think this is bad. Um, I didn't
1: think this was bad at all. I just I yeah. Just, um, this, this this actually
0: like this was a a positive Dark Order segment. So yeah, like eventually like they're trying to reel in a real big fish like Kenny. Right. But if they can't get him, they might be able to get somebody like Paige or they can definitely get his underling like Michael Nakazawa same deal with Brandon Cutler uh and then you know he was strangely missing like there's been like you know a lot of stuff it's been really intriguing if you're following along but uh Cutler definitely been up to something and, <laughs> and and um you know the bucks are also a target for the dark order I think that's eventually the end game here is like a bucks dark order match so the the Bucks are hell bent on you know working with these guys, so uh, I think by the time the match comes, it will be over to some degree. But th- this was a good segment this week. So um, and of course they mentioned Hangman being another target because he's grown distant. Then we got Sammy G. Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley. This was an awesome match. Um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a uh, this was like say that again you said this is like like aw like like the like the x-pac of like the inner circle or the six of the inner circle and everything like that i think he has a higher ceiling than waltman did or whatever that's because waltman's obviously far uh in an era where his size far worked more against him than sammy g's will and um i thought this was excellent like Moxley beat him but gave him plenty and it's like everything sammy g does he's not some fucking geek he loses matches but like he didn't need to go in there and get squashed uh by john mosley because like when you're starting to look at levels if you're a level lower than sammy g i expect sammy g to i, I expect mosley to squash that person mm-hmm. sammy g is clearly a guy that's, that's made right in the middle Whenever they want to flip the switch and I like, decide, hey, you're a fucking baby face now. The crowd's gonna fucking love him. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this was awesome.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really good match as well. Um, I thought a lot of the same things you did were like he's clearly, you know, landing offense on Moxley, but he's never, but like you're n- until the very end, until that knee strike at the end, like you never actually. Thought for a second, he was even going to get you know a a pin attempt on him like a, like a serious near fall, but he actually got one. Um, and the crowd bought it, so like in the second, it was almost like that was the goal. Like we we're going to work towards getting that man a near fall that people will be, will halfway believe, and then Moxley just immediately gets up and just hits him with his fucking move and get, ends the match. And I thought, perfect. That's how that's how it should work. Like you should always build towards having any type of competitive match of- or semi competitive match to where. The person that's working from or that's working from um, behind gets an advantage at some point. You think for even a split second they can win, and then like the person um, that should win just wins after that. That's how so that's set. how a lot of these starter matches work on on road or, or uh, not. Nah, I want to say road two shows, but like matches between Kirk and Halls.
0: So Mox debuts like an alternate finish was a submission move, like he reversed, like he went for a moonsault and fell into a rear naked choke. Yep. Uh seemingly building up his blood sport match yep.
1: <laughs> at yeah. the same time. Yeah, so he was definitely getting his Shayna Baszler on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um after that, uh AEW's world champion Chris Jericho came out there. Lights went out, of course. Take a shot. Uh they came back and Hager, Santana Ortiz, everybody was in the ring. They whooped his country ass and basically uh Jericho whooped him with the belt. Uh Hager gave him the the low blow. Uh Ortiz and Santana. The running low blow. You know, yeah, yeah. Ortiz and Santana hit a move on him. And Jericho took the spike off his jacket and blinded him, uh, or yes. seemingly blinded him, stabbed him in the eye, and immediately I was thinking, wow. They're doing some well. This got to be. This got Tony Collins fingerprints all over it, like some, J- like Jyd blinding or something like that.
1: Actually, it's funny because the the uh, I believe what I heard was that it's a re- it's almost like a replay of the Royal Warrior spiking Dusty, and guess who That's was on com- and guess who was on commentary. Uh Jim Ross. Jim Ross and Shivani were on commentary for when the Royal Warriors spiked Dusty in the eye. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> this shit was 35 years ago it was a shit like that. They did it. I think it was yeah, 86, I think. Yeah. Like they bring that shit from 86, did you, Rich.
0: <laughs> did you ever hear uh the story behind that? like dusty rose was trying to get himself fired and they had just come up with like a no like bleeding rule and ah. dusty was the booker so he was like man fuck this I, I like i y'all was trying to and it was like a power struggle going on and he was like well i'm about to get myself fired and end up going to work for vince so mm. he did this shit on t- on national tv
1: <laughs> i started bleeding and they like, fired that man immediately. Well, had to. Look, look, if you're Dusty Rose and they tell you that you can't bleed, then you have to go somewhere else, right? <laughs> I, I think it was more than that. Remember, but... Dusty was out here remember, Dusty like, had a reputation of like, remember he used to like gig his arm and shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's...
1: Why did he gig his arm? There's no more There's no more space on my forehead to cut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Coin slots. Um, Yeah, so then Jericho did an interview after. Really good, built up, uh, you know, the reason why everything was happening and everything like that. And uh, I forgot to mention the Moxley and uh, Sammy G was a semifinal in the mini tournament. uh, Yes. Determined a new number one contender. Um, (laughs) Then we got the six-man tag of MJF, Blade and the Butcher. Well, hold on. Before
1: we get to that. Yeah. How do you feel about – how? Okay, uh, how do you feel about the effectiveness of uh, that beatdown on Moxley? Do you think that did a good job? Do do you like? I can't wait till Moxley comes back and fucks these dudes up. Or like, how how do you feel about it?
0: I thought it was a a needed thing for the inner circle to Mm -hmm. get them like, you know, established yeah They're like, really like it's like the these, like these, like these dudes like will fuck you up just how they fuck dustin rose up in the parking lot and it's been a while since we've seen some stuff like that pmp have been gone for a while sammy g's only been on t- only been the only one doing matches recently jericho's like hadn't been on the show for a while but uh it kind of reinforced that and then it gives Moxley, you know give him a hill to climb like you gotta had to fight through all these motherfuckers so and you know he ain't got no friends because he's a loner um so <laughs> yeah it, it works from like uh you know pretty much every angle
1: okay so for me like i thought that the job was well done if you're someone that wants to see someone take down uh inner circle or slash jericho or whatever else but from the other perspective for me it was kind of like yeah sounds about right you want to steal a million dollar card from me, from from us? We're going to take your fucking eye. If you're, you're lucky, you only <laughs> lost your eye. You're lucky we didn't fucking kill you in cold blood. Well, you're lucky uh, we didn't leave you face down in the middle of a ditch, like like Dean, like uh, Seth Rollins, you talk about with you uh, five six years ago.
0: Like you were messing with with those guys. Yes. What, what were their names, James? Yes. Like, yes. You
1: want to you want to steal like about a, about a million dollars worth of uh, something in value from niggas nicknamed Thug and Ruffian. <laughs> what, you, what do you expect was going to happen? You don't get a steal from Thug and Ruffian? Yes. You don't get a steal from... Imagine trying to steal from a nigga nicknamed Big Hurt.
0: No. Never. Never. Uh, nah. nah I'm, not, I'm not stealing from those, those guys. But uh, then we had uh, the MJF, the Butcher and the Blade, against Dustin Rose, QT Marshall, and Diamond Dallas Page.
1: Is this your favorite trios met team of all time?
0: No, it's not, but I I enjoyed it quite a bit How
1: high on the list is it? I know you you must have been sitting there watching that bullshit-ass match I fucking loved it
0: Oh my god (laughs) I fucking loved it I love DDP I love Goldust and I'm quickly loving QT Oh my god so like it was funny QT is like all the deceptive of everything
1: right <laughs> this man <laughs> <Like, laughs> QT Marshall did another Sasuke special where he nothing not a single thing about reminding you of Sasuke and not a damn thing of it was special this man did the fucking participation trophy ass uh, flip flip and then he grabbed over the top rope and then flipped over off of that it's like hey man Will Ospreys out here doing those back to back in the in the Tokyo Dome? Meanwhile, you got to do this with the fucking training <laughs> rules on. Stop it! Knock it off! Find something else to do. This is I embarrassing. You, you are embarrassing yourself. Go Bro. ahead, go to your own. Go have your love fest on DDP and Dustin. Go ahead.
0: Oh, man, go I ahead. saw Dustin Rose be the best wrestler in this match with dudes twenty years as twenty five years as is junior. Um, <laughs> this fucking match um, oh shit diamond dallas page <laughs> back on tnt back in the spandex back in the shiny you know back hit, hitting you know throwing the diamonds up on you boys back hitting the diamond cutter on you boys the you know uh the move that he can hit at any angle at any time out of any predicament I loved every single second of this match. <laughs> well, and I love I've loved DDP since like 1997, so this was fucking awesome. Uh, are we gonna talk about the dive? And I don't need to dive? seem... Are we gonna talk about the are you? DDP damn dive? right, we're gonna talk oh, about the dive. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so my man, my man, Air Diamond Dallas Page
1: oh my made his God. debut out
0: here. He, not not normally known for coming off the top rope, but that yoga got his body feeling different. You know, he's 63 years old, maybe lying about a year or two here or there. We never know with these guys. Um, but, yeah, he jumped up on the top rope. All those dudes outside the ring. And that man fell with
1: style. And <laughs> he fell with style. Style. Yes. That man <laughs> fell like that man fell. You know, how they say people sink like a stone. That man dropped yes. like a crack rock on the street. <laughs> he just, 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 so unelegantly just, just, he just, just said, "Nah, bro, come here." Nah. <laughs> like it was just. He just did the most basic blandest dive and it was like they set this spot up for him you can't you, can, you can't even front flip diamond uh, uh, page no no nothing nah. you can't fuck around with it okay fine he landed on ain't top of all too. them he landed you on know, top of all them too. niggas heads and shoulders i was just like boy this <laughs> good for you good for you they spotlight you they march for you go ahead go ahead and do it he, and he wasn't bad at all like he held his own for due to sixty three or whatever else, and he ain't been wrestling forever. He did a good job. He was super over crowd was into it, so it's a success. But if you watch that match with a critical eye, mm-mm. like I've I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot worse, so I'm not gonna kill it. But I thought it was just a standard, fi- just a standard regular ass match with some old timers, and it was fun for for the crowd. So it's a thumbs up. But like, yeah, you know. But like, don't 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 think about it for Bro, it's, like it's... five seconds. Do not do that,
0: please. Don't. Yes, you you, <laughs> you like. Do not come out. Like you know, this felt kind of like you know the the opening Tokyo don't match. Like when oh all them dudes was out there, you know. <laughs> it went all the dudes out there. I don't know when I'm ever be out here again. I'm, I'm about to go like your boy Sano. I'm about to fucking go for it. <laughs> So the butcher and the blade are finished. By the way, oh
1: yeah, they're done. They're done. But it's over. They were done after their first week. Like once they did the the um, once they did the match with Darby and Cody, it was like I remember saying to you like they did this whole thing for this you know for these mercenaries that come in, um, this try to buy time until it's time for pay per view for MJF and Cody, and I said to you like I'll say this though, well let me finish. Well, and I said to you, like, what's the end game here? From once they get established in the in the tag team division for AEW, what are they going to be? The number three or four heels in that division, and look where they look. <laughs> That's exactly where they are. There. I mean, I'm not saying they're uh, they're on Helico and Evans. They're above that, but not too much above it. So I I like what if I'm looking at
0: this whole storyline as like a collective, right? I love the branching technique that I'm kind of seeing that's like it feels like you're playing an N64 game kind of and it's like all right, if you get jumped out on you do have to fight this guy but you're always kind of getting back to the goal somehow which is Cody and MJF still Mm -hmm. and it's bringing in all these like supporting people underneath it and this is getting written with a lot of care and attention that I wish could go to other places at Mm -hmm. times but um, it's good to see like I feel like what we're establishing with this now is the a w playbook like yeah. when it's done like well,
1: yeah, like people have friends, people fight for their friends, and they go from there, and like robbery start up or you know things get stuck in in mud because of uh friction or whatever else between intentions between other parties, like real people would in real life it's been real uh. What I will say is what I need now at this point, because we've done so much with DDP, I need DDP to get his ass whooped by somebody. I need somebody to whoop beat DDP's ass to get heat for Cody. Am I right? Like, how much, long, how much more are we going to let him shine in the past without him eventually setting up uh, him getting taken out and injured by MJF
0: got to beat his ass.
1: Right. I mean, they've been, Look, and they've been and teasing it. that for a while now. Like, if MJF slash World are going to have to t- take him down or put him down or whatever else to have Cody do his thing, to set up a, you know, a MJF match or whatever else in the future.
0: Yeah. He, you know, it was real cute, you yeah. know, with with the diamond cutters and the, right. and the, and the self uh, promotion and, you know, the self high five and the, the new fake music that, that, that was the fake, the fake, fake music,
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> fake fake music.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. But yeah, uh somebody eventually got to whoop that ass. So yeah. uh and then the main event
1: Do you think do you think they play that card, the DDP card, like after he takes his lashes and has the match with Warlow and it's like you can't touch me until two reviews you get your match and it's like he's gonna he's gonna like bust uh DDP's kneecap or some shit and is gonna like set Cody over, you know, into a state of rage, but he has to sit there and just watch it because he can't touch MJF. I, I think yeah, you know, I they're going to do something along those lines, I, I see. I mean, that's smart, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, then that main event, Pac versus Darby
0: Allin. Oh, I fucking loved it. Yep. Um, this was a – this was this is like a – this is like – all right. When Neville d- started doing the King of the Cruiseways on 205 Live, mm-hmm. He had a bunch of these and he's so much bigger than like, it's not often where he's actually the bigger man. And it's crazy because even when he's the smaller man, he often wrestles like the bigger man. Absolutely. um, You know, with Pac. So him with Darby Allen, Darby Allen's the perfect guy where you can just beat his ass, fold him up like an accordion uh, and just everything. And it's like, you look at this match was being put in the main event spot here. And it's like, What other company would be main
1: eventing with this right now? Um, hmm, 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 hmm. Well, not the main roster. Um, I mean, you got a point. Like, I don't, I mean, I would say probably like once they get, um, Horomu up and running or whatever else. Like, you know, he'll, you know, he'll do some main events or whatever else. But, like, you're even for the most part, you're right. Like, especially over on this side, yeah. It Like, to see two cruiserweights, crew, flat out, there's no, there is no, um, you're on a no, like, illusions that this is anything but like two small dudes working really hard I mean I mean I guess you can say I guess if you want to say that you can say like Argano and, and Cole <laughs> but, but, but like they're not built as cruiserweight. like but these are these guys are clearly or especially Darby is built as like this is a smaller guy you're supposed to get behind him because he's super small he's taking a lot of damage and he's super quick and fast and twitchy and like that's how he's going to survive is through heart and just like just heart resilience high pain tolerance and twitchiness is what's going to make him you make you love this guy and Pac on the other end is like i thought it was really cool that like um we've seen him in the ring with um with omega we've seen him in the ring with Pac, but like it's very rare to see i mean unless you're obviously i'm not going to include his uh, his dragon gate shit because obviously that that the answer will be there but like outside of that like you rarely ever have seen as good as Pac has been for all those years. You rarely ever see him in the ring with someone as twitchy as he is, and to see that was like, so this is what it's like if he wrestles the people he's meant to be wrestling. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Like to see yeah. someone like, like the the people that have like that kind of body control is so rare to see them in the ring together, um, at least on American television. That it was really cool to see.
0: Yeah, this match fucking ruled. um, Easy four stars. Yep. And if you're doing TV main events and they're four star matches, you're getting multiple four star matches on the show.
1: Yo. The thing for me is right. I love this episode. Yeah, uh, I really, I really like this episode. Um, I think, I think my favorite wrestler in AEW. Just in, just in ring work so far. Um, obviously, you know, you can say Phoenix or, or Omega or, whatever, or even Moxley at this point, given, um, the matches he's had on TV, but like, I don't think I enjoy watching anyone wrestle more than, than Pac and AEW. Like, and I don't know, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on Maybe it's because it feels like their his matches are more familiar with the other stuff I watch around the rest of the world compared to like the indian you know super kick super like spamming like he doesn't do the spamming stuff and i think maybe that's kind of why i feel that way right now um like he just more or less like is more traditional but it's just kind of quick twitched while while like the pacing is kind of slowed down like I, I just really enjoy everything he does like in the rings like since uh since we've gotten on dynamite like i enjoy everything he does so
0: Pac gets a big win over Darby Allen and then uh back comes John Moxley out the yep. ambulance <laughs> wrapped up uh with, with the eye and all that
1: and look, look looking like dusty <laughs> looking like dusty after uh Starrcade 2 yeah <laughs> Just, just a head head completely just wrapped over the top. Yes.
0: Um, Pac essentially is like, Yo, uh, fuck you mean? There ain't no number one contender match next week. Like, you saw him. He, he's an ambulance. He ain't going to be on the boat. Like, I'm him the number done. one contender. And then uh, Mox let him know it ain't going down like that. And then all of a sudden, you remember. These two guys have unfinished business. They had a draw against each other uh, before. And it's like it all comes back together. And it's just like this is so well-booked. Like that was my comment at the
1: time. And I get to say it unironically. Look at the look at the tapestry of storytelling. Look at what you've done and look how you bring it to the fort. It's not that hard just because it's on American fucking television. New Japan does it. Every fucking Japanese uh promotion you've ever heard of that's that's competent does it like this. And they're doing it here. Thank you. Thank awesome. you.
0: Next week we get our get our match. Like they they've they've done. You know a match before, so you know it's awesome. We didn't get a winner, and this time we will. (laughs)
1: Right, (laughs) and And it's like, and you have the added story detail of they have smoked with each other from going back from the first few weeks of Dynamite launching, and now you have Pac who who's a heel. He gets to work with an advantage of this guy having one eye, and you have in in this match you're going to see him attack that eye. Single out that eye, and you're gonna have people like losing it, wanting so badly for Jer- for not Jericho for Moxley to fight fight through this, beat Pac and then Pack has or he has this huge win over Pack going into this Jericho thing. It sets him up to be like this huge baby face. Obviously, he already is a top baby face. but like, this sets him up to be like there's no. I mean, after, I imagine, like, depending on how well this goes on Wednesday, like, after we leave Wednesday night, like, I don't see any reason for anyone to be like, yeah, I, I don't see it as, as Moxie being the next AEW champion. Like, I think this is a great stepping stone for him.
0: hmm Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes,
1: but the the um, boat looks loaded, so I can't yeah. wait for Wednesday. <laughs> so what else is on the card besides the two matches we talked about between the Pac and, and the tag match? <clears throat>
0: So there's also Jericho and uh, PNP, I believe, mm-hmm. against Jungle, or excuse me, our Jurassic Express.
1: That's going to be a really good
0: match. Um, I don't know if anything else has been announced, but uh, they're going to be doing matches all day, every day. Apparently, they're going to be doing matches that aren't recorded, they said. So they're going to be doing exclusive matches, but... Um, all the stuff is going to be taped. There's a shit ton of stuff that was taped after. I believe there's a Joe Janela Ray Phoenix match uh, that's on the dark. Uh, I heard that either Phoenix was injured or like he came in like banged up. So it wasn't at like the level you would expect with those who, those who have run it before mm, um, okay. quite often in PWG. Um, but I, I think everyone's on the boat except Brandy Rhodes, who I believe had her passport stolen, if I'm not what? mistaken. Yeah, so she will not be on the boat. So n- maybe no nightmare collective, so celebrate if you wish. Um, But please don't be mean to Brandy Rhodes on Twitter anymore about her passport getting stolen and saying, thank God she's not there and on the program, and you hope she dies and everything. Please don't do that. Um So besides that man is there anything else uh this week we uh <laughs> we we got to really uh cover it you know uh, i guess we should probably like eventually do our awards uh show so okay
1: so uh, when I, do you want to do that do you want to do that on wednesday or when do you want to do that or not wednesday but like or midweek do you want to do a midweek show where you do that
0: i'll have to do the calculations uh because i know we got the royal rumble coming right. up next week uh right I like we can
1: WWE oh speaking of that, that there's some there's a few things we have to touch on so on raw this week they did a fist fight between <laughs> seth rollins and aop versus kevin owens samoa joe in the big show and i believe that was the main event it went five minutes and 16 seconds How can you? Why would you have a six person tag match, Rich, in the main event of Raw that goes five minutes? Because they don't care. Um, okay. Well, at the end, in, I didn't watch the match. I'm just asking questions. But uh, what I will say is uh, they did a, a bit of a storytelling beat where um, they did another rematch between Alistair Black and, uh, oh my God, uh, Buddy Murphy and buddy, buddy murphy. murphy took another loss so buddy murphy is now joined with seth um so I, it looks like seth doing a little bit of uh, a little bit of dark ordering right now um but but whatever like mm. add to the stable get look i'm look they got something for a they got something for uh, buddy murphy to do cuz you know they're always going to do something with seth so good for buddy murphy he finally found him a spot so we might actually finally have right. out of this batch of call-ups from last year of NXTers and two or five livers. This might be the first person that actually really got some shit to do for real. Um, with some roster with some real life roster positioning besides Lacey Evans. So congratulations.
0: You know what this tells me? This tells me they need somebody to take them pinfalls for that group because hey. they ain't pinning AOP hey. and they damn sure ain't pinning stuff.
1: Hey. There's always room there's always room for a Sammy Guevara. There's always room there's always room for a Saya uh a Saya Ida. You need pin eaters that are that can actually work. So good for them. Whatever. Um now and I believe so on uh
0: when does Buddy Mer <laughs> I'm gonna say, they have a horrible track record of <laughs> Uh, of elevating people beyond uh pin eater and you know they just have to be careful with it because buddy murphy yeah. can fall by the wayside like dozens Everybody. of other guys right. before him
1: absolutely um and i yeah absolutely i, I have nothing to add to that other, outside of that um I'm trying to think what else we have um carrier apparently collides is back. this weekend who
0: oh she is yeah yeah, yeah. World's she, uh, collided she started this working weekend, right
1: right uh saturday um, Saturday, the day before uh, Royal Rumble. Um, uh, yeah, but Kyrie, she's, uh, she started working, I think, last night. So, she'll be in the Royal Rumble. Good for her. Hopefully, they get her on the fucking boat. I just need, Kyrie. I just need a picture of Kyrie next to the pirate boat. Like, I, I, at this point, because you changed the gimmick, or whatever else, you turned her heel, for fuck's sake, can I just at least get her a, a picture of, like, while she's, like, tr- you know, in the ring warming up, like, the night, be- the day before WrestleMania, when the set's already out, can we easily get- at least get-, get her a picture next to the Buccaneer pirate boat, please, 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 I- this is where- this is how far I've gone, I went from last year to be like, she needs to be in the fucking title match, and, and come out on the fucking boat, and enter from the boat, now I just need a picture of her next to the boat, is it that hard,
0: it's just vincent man's just lowering and lowering and lowering you. <laughs> God damn.
1: Look, man. <sighs> what what was it what was the uh the Tomo meme? Like I'm a sad man, write whatever you want about me. Yes. Like what yes. If, they, if I do not get at least a picture with Kyrie, then that's gonna be like the whole meme for WrestleMania week for me is like I can't get I can't get Kyrie even next to the fucking boat. Not yeah. even on the boat. Not even next to the boat. Okay. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what else was I gonna say? Yeah. Uh, this is just in passing, but like they're continuing the storyline between uh, Otis and Mandy, and like apparently this is like they're becoming America's sweetheart couple. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like uh. They're, they're playing the storyline with Otis with with uh Mandy where like Mandy seems to actually legitimately like her like Otis and like Sonia is like thinks that she's playing him but she doesn't realize that like sh- that mandy's actually filling Otis so Ooh. You, you, look, this could go somewhere really nice where we have two baby faces coming out of this that people like, or it's gonna t- turn a normal way where we embarrass Otis for being a schmuck that, that basically, you know, flew too close to the sun Yep. and gets, more, and gets some heat for, for Mandy. So, given the history of this company, she'll end up we, kicking him in the dick. Oh yeah, like Zack Ryder. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but at least Otis won't get murdered three times in like, four weeks so okay. there's, there's that but yeah I, th- I think that's all i got on the main roster
0: <laughs> and and can, can i take my victory lap now or should i wait until after he loses at the royal rumble
1: uh talking about who daniel bryan yeah wait just wait you gotta you gotta wait you gotta wait yeah gotta okay
0: wait. I, I, I will delay it a week just in case yeah. they they and put the belt on them,
1: just in case what?
0: <laughs> just in case they come to their senses and actually put the belt on them.
1: Yeah, like, it, let's see. Ro- let's say men's Royal Rumble, women's Royal Rumble, and then like the title matches we have on on point right now. Like, real quick, because I think we'll probably talk about this in passing uh, during the midweek show. But like, The winner has to be Roman for the men, right?
0: It seems like there's no other option, James. That's that's how they've set
1: it up. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, okay. You, the only person you would... Like, if it's not Roman versus Daniel Bryan, then what the fuck are we doing here? Right?
0: If it's not Roman versus Daniel Bryan, WWE doesn't want us to love them.
1: <sighs> Got a point there. Um. Yeah, I think that's the end of the show. I mean, I mean, I'm assuming for the women's side, it's gonna be like. I mean, you mm-hmm. could
0: always have Cain Velasquez. You could always have Cain Velasquez win the Royal Rumble. You know, uh, that's 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 you know, if we're, if we're playing uh you know, book the worst scenario, a la our boy, the implications. That's kind of what you know, and I believe he's in it, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see. Let's hope he doesn't win. Um, but it wouldn't shock me at all.
1: Let's get off air. I can't can't deal with that. That's a fucking rotten-ass finish. Okay, yeah. I know. I know! That's the end of the show. Uh, Be sure to raise whatever app you're using. Oh, before we do that, we got our first
0: donation this week.
1: Huh, how about
0: that? So, shots out. I, I, I want to uh, shout out to our the the first of many. So everyone else after will be copying this man <laughs> stealing swag, <laughs> stealing swag. Basically coming out here and you know following behind. You know, so shots out. And I'm pulling it up now. So shout outs to Frank Newbecker, who is our first monthly donator so um he yeah, had left a comment said so just drop you guys a monthly donation because you guys are the best wrestling podcast out there uh thanks for the enter for entertaining and giving an important view every week so shouts out to frank um, so uh if you want to be like frank you know <laughs> go ahead over to i believe it is so suplex.com slash Uh, or the red circle donate page uh, that's linked over to this show. I don't know the exact URL, but you know, you guys are smart people that listed this show. If you weren't smart, you wouldn't be listening. So
1: yeah, I agree. I believe that I, I. really hope there's smart people to listen to this show because I don't want to do it, you dummies. I just, like, so please don't be dumb. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate uh, rate this on whatever app you use and listen to this. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex podcast network. Be sure to check out our friends at powerslam.tv, the sponsor of the show. If you're a fan of independent pro wrestling, they have over 5,000 hours of footage from all over the world. You can use the code social suplex to get your free must trial. Don't forget to visit prowrestlingtees.com slash Social Suplex pick up, pick up some Official Social Suplex Podcast Network Merchandise uh, Be sure to check out Some of the other shows On the Social Suplex Podcast Network On Sundays We have this show 1H Radio On Tuesdays We have Keeping It Strong Style On Wednesdays We have The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast On every other Wednesday We have Roman Shit On Thursdays We have Getting the Wing, And on Saturdays We have All Things Elite Thanks for listening Later Peace